0: Some men aren't looking for anything logical. (laughs) They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. (laughs) Some men just want to watch the world burn. (laughs)
1: everyone to another episode of Wife Watches. Um, I'm here. I'm your host. This is Jason. I've got Courtney with me. Hello. And uh, returning again, we've got Ryan Chalet. Hey.
0: I'd like to tell the people that it is hot as Hades in this room right yeah,
1: now. Yeah, we still haven't gotten blinds and the uh, 6.30 p.m. sun is just beating down right at us. Yeah. As the guest, I'm in the
2: shade, so I'm actually doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought
0: about putting you here and then I thought... No, he's a guest. No,
2: yeah.
1: He's in our home now.
2: I wish everyone could see this image right now. As Courtney said, she's in the sun, wearing the biggest sunglasses I've ever seen. We're here with Stevie Wonder. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. You're the king of piano. Do you find yourself I... squinting a
1: lot? I I squint naturally all the time. I squint a lot. I
0: am so sensitive to the sun.
1: Well, my squints because one of my eyes is slightly open more than the other. And I'm self-conscious about it. So I squint. squint You got to even it out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I 100% know what you're talking about. But I think
1: in like a good five years, I'm going to get some like mad like crow's feet from it. (laughs) You've told me once that I have good forehead skin. Yeah, you do. And maybe that's because when I squint. You're always pulling your forehead down. Yeah. (laughs) When I squint, it tightens that up. So that's. That's the give and take, I guess. Um, What movie are we watching tonight? We are watching the The Dark Knight.
0: (laughs) We've got our Jimmy Johns ready to go. That's right. I don't. Oh, I have a little caffeine. I brought some diet Coke home from work.
1: Yeah, I've been kind of. I've been nursing a monster. Yeah, I stopped for a Coke on the way. Well, before we watch the movie, I wanted to ask each of you what your relationship is with this movie. We've all seen it before. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I've seen it a couple times.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Only a couple. That is honestly kind of astonishing.
0: Why? I've seen it more than probably most people, right?
1: No, I don't think so. When, when someone tells me they haven't seen this movie, I'm genuinely kind of surprised. Not like a,
0: you haven't seen that
1: blah. Blah. but really like, I don't know how you missed it. Huh. Like I don't yeah. know, well, how, I I don't know it, how you escaped.
0: I saw it probably, I watched it probably five times.
1: Okay, that's oh, not actually not too bad. It is one of my most watched movies. I will say that. Well, Courtney, you start then. What what is? Well, what's I think i mentioned.
0: I think I've mentioned this in the past. I got it mixed up with Batman Begins. My mm. relationship is I made out in the theater to this movie. Oh,
1: that's right.
2: In two thousand eight, I was on a service trip, so I did not see this till I got back. Have you seen this in the theaters at all? <laughs> so actually, yes. Um, some of the theaters around here are showing older movies. One of them was The Dark Knight. Wow. And so I saw this actually oh. about a month ago for the first time in theaters. Not the first time, but the first and time in
1: theaters. you
0: came back to watch it with us. Oh, 100%.
1: Wow. It's that good. good. So I also went on a service trip. Um, I specifically put my availability date at the end of July. <laughs> you
2: are on another level So that, that I, I wouldn't miss this movie. And you know
1: what? I actually did the math. I think one time I I would have gone the transfer earlier and missed it. There's just no way. I couldn't have. I couldn't have. You needed to see it. There's no way. So I also saw this nine times in theaters because it was essentially the last thing I was going to watch for two years. There's like all these like final times of hanging out with this person and this person. Yeah, yeah. And it was always like, what should we do? Let's go see The Dark Knight again. So I saw it with so many people. Uh, One of those was a drive-in. One of those was IMAX, which was awesome. I just... I I had it so locked in, in my mind before I left. And it was great. I'm so... Truly glad I did. And I do feel like this was a movie where the uh, expectations were extremely high. And I feel like all those expectations were actually met, which is really rare. Yeah. Which is rare to have such high expectations for something. And then also I feel like in some ways it exceeded them. Yeah. I don't know. It was, anyway. It was, well, a, really, it was and a big sequels deal. sequels can be tricky always.
2: Yeah. Always. And so for this to just be really good was, it's not heard of.
1: And I think people remember that it being like a, a big deal, but like it was on the level of like Jaws or Star Wars or Endgame. Like it was uh, a cinematic event, obviously because of other things surrounding the movie's release, like Keith Ledger's death, like all these factors, it really was like a weird lightning in a bottle thing where it's like, this is an event you're, that doesn't come around very often, maybe like once in a decade. Yeah. This movie, the marketing was very minimal. I remember the teaser trailer was just some audio of Bruce Wayne and Alfred talking about I knew the mob wouldn't go down without a fight. But this is different. They've crossed the line.
3: You crossed the line first, sir. You hammered them. And in their desperation, they turned to a man they didn't fully understand. Some men aren't looking for anything logical. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the
1: world burn. It was, it was just that dialogue. And then the end of the, ep, the end of like the teaser was a Joker card with Heath Ledger's laugh.
3: Starting tonight, people will die.
1: I'm a man of my word. <laughs> and that's all it was. Holy shit. And it's like, that's all you need. That's all you gen, like actually need to be like, I'm on board for whatever this movie's going to be. Yeah.
0: I'd like to watch that before we watch the movie. Okay.
1: I, yeah. Oh, we'll look that up. Cause it. That came out a year before, and I remember there was some... Well, I'll talk more about this after, too, but there was just backlash to Heath Ledger's casting, and I just remember when you first see that trailer, because I think there actually is some of his dialogue, too, Joker's dialogue, and then the laugh. Holy shit. Like, this is going to be crazy. And then it really was as good as, like, promise is, like, built up in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really have much else
2: to say to prep us. We've all seen it, so... I'm excited. This is probably one of my most watched movies. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Wow, dude!
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember Batman Begins pretty well, Courtney?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: This movie's actually, I feel like, really well self-contained. I feel like you don't even really have to have seen Batman Begins. As long as you know who Batman is. Right. This movie kind of works like completely on its own, which I think is like a huge strength to it. All you need to remember from Batman Begins last week, it's been about nine months uh, Rachel Dawes was like, "I don't want to date you because I don't like that you're Batman." Wayne Manor burned down. They like defeated ghoul The last scene was a, a conversation between Gordon and Batman, where Batman's like, "We can bring Gotham back. What about escalation? Escalation? You're weird, and you're you might attract weirder people now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a, Nolan talked about. If a theme of Batman Begins was fear, the theme of The Dark Knight is." Anarchy and escalation. What the effects of like what Batman did and Batman Begins directly ties into this. So kind of keep that in the old mind, Mill.
0: Okay,
1: got noodle. it. Noodle on it, if you will. I'll noodle. The year is 2008. George W. Bush is president. Not for much longer, but he still is president. Top song of the Okay, week. I want to guess. I okay, guess. this was July, uh, mid-July 2008, but doesn't really matter because this was the top song for the entire month. You're gonna, if you don't get it, you will feel dumb when I tell you what it is. Oh, I have a guess. All right. I'm gonna say. I'll let you both guess and I'll tell you if either of you are right. Okay. Bad Romance, Lady Gaga.
0: Bleeding Love, Leona Lewis.
1: You are both incorrect. Dang
0: it! That song was everywhere.
1: Do you wanna know what it was? Yeah. I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. I was thinking California Girls, but I was like, no, that was later.
2: Yeah. And do you
1: remember like the weird backlash? To, like, drama, people being like, what'd she just (laughs) say? But she's a girl. I
0: I remember, like, driving somewhere. You know how when you hear a song for the first time, you don't really think about it, and you're just like, oh, whatever. And then later, as I, like, was listening to the words, I was like, this is a (laughs) second song. (laughs) Like, her cherry chapstick, I remember that Mm -hmm. specifically.
1: Okay, that was a top song. (laughs) For a while. For, like, the entire, that was a big one that That's a great song.
0: Wow, Katy Perry's so 2008.
1: Beyonce and Jay Z got married. <laughs> Whoa! The rider strike ended this year. Obama was running for president. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Do you remember those? Uh, where did you go on your uh, service field trip?
2: <laughs> Michigan. Okay,
1: yeah. so yeah, you saw like all, all those signs everywhere, right? Yeah. The Obama O everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people in Texas nervous about <laughs> that election. <laughs> Asking me, <laughs> for my opinion, if I thought that uh, it was a sign of the times. Yeah, yeah. Holy and I would, shit. And I would say, I don't think so. This came out about two months after Iron Man. So Iron Man like, debuted in theaters. There was a huge uh, economic financial crash nationwide and worldwide.
2: Well, being on my service trip in Michigan, which had tons of
1: car factories oh. that were shut down, Wow, it was wild. I actually remember driving around in Texas one time and being, asking someone how much a house cost, like a pretty nice two-story house. And they were like, oh, probably like 70 grand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> maybe like, hundred, maybe more like 150. It was something crazy where I was like, what? What's wrong with it? There was a housing crash. I'm like, all right, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, gas got really cheap too. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. Yeah.
0: I remember that a little bit more.
1: Um, also, Sarah Palin came on the scene Alaska. as a national figure. I
0: can see Russia from me. My... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah,
1: you're right. Oh, say it ain't so, Joe. That's the other one. She's debating like the Joe bull- Biden. A
0: bulldog with lipstick, isn't that another one?
1: Um, Or like the hockey mom. Yeah. Yeah. Are we there? Are we there mentally?
0: Yeah, we're there.
1: Oh, we're such young kids. I'm in a shirt and tie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a Hollister button-up shirt with my <laughs> puka shell necklace and my shaggy hair. Yeah, let's go eat. Let's go watch the movie. Keep one of my wait. favorite movies. Is it one of your top Is it in a do you have it ranked anywhere Ryan? So, for a while
2: I I would say that this was my favorite movie. It's not in that place anymore, but it is in my top. I don't know what replaced it if anything or if I just don't have a favorite movie per se anymore, but it it was up it's up there.
1: I it's number 2 for me and number 1 is Lord of the Rings and I kind of hate when people ask me what my favorite movies are, and I say Lord of the Rings and then The Dark Knight, because I feel like that puts me in a weird box that I don't feel like I b- belong to. But yeah. they're
2: both very good movies. They're in-
1: honestly incredible.
2: And The Dark Knight is like it's a superhero movie, but it's not.
1: It, tra- it honestly, it's it's kind of wrote all the things we'll say praising it probably tonight will be very cliched, but it really <laughs> does like transcend the genre and it's like it's a special, it's a thing entirely of its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're pumped. I honestly don't think there could possibly be a superhero movie as good as it. I really liked Avengers Endgame.
2: True, it's different.
1: Yeah, thank you. Okay.
0: You guys look over, and I've just been gone for five minutes. I'm downstairs. Batman, Batman, Batman. Uh-huh.
2: There's, Batman. There's snow outside. <laughs> and again, Batman.
0: I'm like, boys, Thanksgiving dinner's ready.
1: It's been months. We have, we have such long beards. Our fingernails are so long. Editors note: Like Batman begins, we recorded this episode in the summer, so these jokes clearly landed better in August. <laughs> okay, let's <Cool>. go on. Anyway. <laughs>
0: Still wearing sunglasses.
4: <laughs> 10
2: o'clock at night. Need to be a vampire. <clears throat> <clears throat> what, <Ryan? laughs> that made no sense. That's <laughs> something a vampire
1: does.
0: Ryan, do you know what a vampire is?
1: Alright, and we're back.
0: We're here again.
1: Yep. What did everyone think about it?
0: It was so good. It was like I was watching it for the first time.
1: Uh, yeah, I was gonna ask how much you remembered
0: um, I while remembered, you were watching it. I remembered like generic details, like the hospital blowing up, and the Joker being like in a nurse's outfit, and are obviously Harvey Dent, but I. I didn't remember any of that chase, uh, like chase f- when he- Batman's coming out of the Batmobile and he is. Oh yeah. I didn't remember any of that.
1: Any of the SWAT uh, chase.
0: No, and okay. I remember like when it started, I was like, "Oh, here we go," and then I was locked in.
1: <laughs> it is. It's one of the best car chases I've ever seen because it doesn't. It doesn't even behave like a car chase. Like the action isn't that it's fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's basically in a straight line and it's slow. It's just the tension is ramping up.
0: Yeah. There's also like little to no music. If there's any, I didn't There's no. There's no music. And also I could just follow the action.
1: It's perfectly, it like ramps up perfectly, like the tension. He's got the guns and he has the bazooka. Oh wait, what'd you think about uh, the SWAT car driver? What
3: is that?
2: Is that a bazooka? I didn't sign up for this. Yes, you
1: did, sir. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> or, or, or like Actually when they're what you
1: did when they're taking down the helicopter and he's like that's not good okay that's not good <laughs> yeah he was
0: he was a character
1: yeah he sucked get rid but, of him um the batmobile like crashing into the one semi mm-hmm. and like smashing it that was done with models Like, probably about, making me like, a fourth scale models. What? So they actually did drive that into it and smash it and then just, like, push it off. Uh. Like, that's why it's also just so amazing is because everything's so practically done.
0: Yeah. Except Harvey Dent's face.
1: Right. But also just imagine a garbage truck the size of a Civic. (laughs) (laughs) The cutest garbage truck. (laughs) They're just, like, little... They look kind of like the size of, like, little tigers.
0: (laughs) Okay, when you said models, I was picturing...
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> why? Well, no, Like they were like, I think, fourth scale.
0: Okay, not so Hot that, Wheels. No,
1: so they could actually really look like the actual thing. And okay. then obviously when they flip the semi.
0: That's a model.
1: No, that's a semi.
0: Holy sh!
1: They placed explosives under the semi and yeah. basically blew it up. It's it, wild. It's amazing. Oh it just clears the air. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. Yeah.
0: And then he crawls out of it.
1: Just the idea that... That built into that tank Batmobile is the this escape pod that turns into a bike is so that cool. That
0: bike is so cool. It's the coolest bike I've ever seen. It's. The... I don't think motorcycles are cool. And I, don't, that was... I don't
1: really. I just think like it's just it looks that part is so awesome
0: and his cape flowing. Yeah. Get, yeah, Get out of here. Get
2: out stuff. of town. It's good well, stuff. Well, something I noticed tonight that I hadn't really thought about before is the beginning's not slow by any means, but after. Harvey gets arrested, it's just non-stop. I know. It keeps amping. Yeah. Like, you think you're like, oh, this is intense. And it's like, uh-uh, just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on to your
1: pants. I know. It, it really is like such... It, like the, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> he doesn't know. That's like how... I remember thinking that in the theaters, watching it, though. Which I was just like... I was like, I, you don't really get a second to really take a breather. You're just the tension the entire time of... Each section kind of just goes right into the next one without really stopping for you. Yeah. To like catch a breath. And I it's great.
0: I didn't feel like it was too long either.
1: No, but it, did you know what I mean from last week when I was talking about the pacing feels weird?
0: I didn't feel that with this one. Oh, that's good. Genuinely.
1: It feels like it should end about the point where Joker breaks out of uh, the crimes unit. And then you go right into a whole nother like leg of the movie with everything with Coleman Reese. And then there's still some movie left and you're kind of like, there's, man, I'm like, I don't know really how long this is. Mm -hmm. I remember feeling like that at the theaters, but being like, I don't want this to end.
2: Yeah. Even when the Joker's hanging upside down, you're like, okay, this, this is
1: it. We're, we're done. No. No, you got.
0: Yeah, I will. uh, I'll agree with that.
1: One more like thing to resolve in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, I will say, can I say something?
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love you to.
0: Please. I did find it weird this is like a maybe this is like a little bit of like a just like a A nitpick. nitpick yeah he's like if you kill reese or if he's not dead in 30
3: minutes or whatever he says i've had a change of heart i don't want mr reese spoiling everything but why should i have all the fun let's give someone else a chance if coleman reese isn't dead in 60 minutes then i blow up a hospital
0: and everyone is out to get him. And then with the sh- the boat, the ferry, they're suddenly like, everyone's a good citizen. I just thought that was kind of stupid. It's kind of, ju- it's not like an important, but...
1: Well, uh, different groups of people, though. The whole, there were just some certain citizens that were like, willing to go after Coleman Reese.
0: But most of them.
1: Uh, like a handful, really.
0: There were tons of people outside the hospital. They were
1: protesting outside uh... of the building, but only one you really saw had a gun that to shoot after Oh, I
0: him. thought they were all trying to get at him. No, I was like, this whole city is corrupt.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. And okay, then with the fairies, okay, yeah, with the fairies, it was like the very rich people that were able to get onto the ferry. Oh, versus uh, the criminals that Gordon was like, we got to get them off the. Island. Okay,
0: thank you for explaining that.
1: Yeah, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. I didn't really do much. <laughs> <laughs> I've analyzed this movie a lot. Happy to help. Do you want me to get into some details? Yeah, do we have we'll any, any, other, any other stray thoughts? Uh, I'm sure we could come up with I have a few. few.
2: But they're just like random thoughts. One, was there always going to be three movies? Like, did Nolan know there was going to be a third one when he made the first and the second?
1: Yes. Well, that actually segues perfectly into oh. something I was going to say. Wow. I have in my hand some comic books that this film is based on.
0: Okay.
1: Cool. I have The Long Halloween, which is... It's early on in Batman's career. Sometimes you like the artwork, Courtney. That's I love why it. I, that's why I bring these out for you to look at.
0: One hundred percent. I was feeling it to give some to some give the people ASMR. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do some. Uh... That's
1: uh. I probably got picked up. <laughs> a lot of this has to de- it details. Uh, Batman oh, and that's cool. Batman and uh, Gordon and Harvey Dent's relationship before he becomes Batman. Like this panel right here is like a they have a conversation by the bat signal atop top like the police department. Okay, yeah. And that is pretty loosely, but like ripped straight from the pages when they have that conversation by the bat signal. Do you remember that? Yeah. We need Lao back. The Chinese won't extradite a national under any circumstances.
3: If I get him to you, can you get him to talk? I'll get him to sing. We're going after the mob's life savings. Things will get ugly. I knew the risk when I took this job, Lieutenant. How will you get him back, Abe? He does that.
1: So a lot of like their dynamic is taken from this storyline specifically, and then this is one called uh, Batman: The Killing Joke, which is not so much the storyline, but more how Joker is like the characterization of Joker is heavily influenced how Nolan wanted to write the Joker, which is believing that if anyone, any good person, could have a really bad day and turn out like the Joker did, which was kind of his thesis with Harvey Dent, which was, everyone in this city is like one bad day away from being just like me.
3: See, their morals, their code, it's a bad joke. Dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you, when the chips are down, these uh these civilized people they'll eat each other. What did you do? I took Gotham's white knight and I brought him down to our level. It wasn't hard see madness as you know, is like gravity. all it takes is a little push. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay.
1: Interesting. And so in the story, yeah, the story is kind of like a little overly. Gr- it's kind of been criticized for being like a little overly grotesque, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I see because that. in it, he like terrorizes Jim Gordon in order to see if Jim Gordon will crack. And so anyway, but the idea, like the characterization of Joker and like that point of the Joker.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my my. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. So early on, Nolan and is like one of the early screenwriting partners, David Goyer. The, uh, Goyer kind of had in mind like a three film structure to these movies. Okay, the first one would be Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. Yeah, the second one would focus on the Joker, and the third movie would focus on Two Face. And it would early on in this like proposed third movie, the Joker would scar Two Face oh. at like his trial. And the third movie would be all about Two-Face. Yeah. But they ended up kind of folding that into this second movie because they they wanted Joker to not have any kind of origin and to just be like a chaotic like force of nature, like an absolute evil. And so they were like, "Who? we need someone to be the emotional arc of this film. And they wanted that to be Harvey Dent's tragic arc. So they're like, let's compress all of that into this one film. Interesting. So I, this is another reason why I really respect Nolan as a filmmaker. I think he kind of goes movie to movie. So like, even after Batman Begins, he wasn't even entirely set on like, I'm definitely coming back for a second one. But like the uh, like opportunity to reinvent the Joker, that's really why he wanted to come back for a second one. Especially with Heath Ledger's death, he was really like, I don't know if there's really much more of a story for me to tell. To come back for a third one? Yeah. And that's why it took four years between... There's four years between Dark right. Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. And so it did take a while for him to kind of feel like there was even more of a story to tell. So, like, this movie basically ties up all of its knots. Like... Yeah, there's nothing really There's no left. loose ends, really. Yeah, I it was. it's definitely intended to stand on its own.
2: That's interesting. In prep for this movie, I did do some homework and watch... Batman eighty nine. Oh really? <laughs> Jason is so pleased by that. I'm very pleased. What a uh, what did you think? His influence. Um, it's that's interesting that you say that he wanted the Joker to be not necessarily what I assume was the traditional Joker of dropped into a, a vat of chemicals. Yep. And then becomes this crazy makeup wearing guy. Yeah. Like Jack Nicholson. Bleached skin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was interesting to see. Just to to see how Nolan took what was like the standard of Batman being like this, uh, kind of serious but not serious, comic booky, like Zhao movie, and just made it made it a serious movie with a little bit of Zhao.
1: What did, what did you think? It. What else did you think of that movie? <laughs> Isn't it weirdly dated?
2: It is. There's a couple of things. Um, and maybe that's because you said this, but this was it. It seemed. It was a Joker movie with Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> like is Bat Batman's in it, but he's not the star.
1: I feel like even the other some of the other sequels well, Batman Returns, I feel like does it even worse. Where it's definitely more about Penguin and Catwoman than Batman. Weird. Yeah.
0: Who's uh, Catwoman again?
1: Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: um I love that it's like it came out in nineteen eighty nine, but it's like comic booky, like, 40s, 50s. Everyone's, like, wearing Oh, yeah, like
1: gangsters. Gangsters. And like, like the cars. Yeah, they have, like, these revolvers.
2: Um, something that completely took me out of it, and maybe that's just because I, I wasn't around in 89, but the Prince songs.
1: He, like, did the... He apparently wrote an entire album for it.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah. read that, which just feels so weird. <laughs> like, very, like, anachronistic. Like, can you imagine, like, a Justin Timberlake song in The Dark Knight? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or like, <laughs> I was like or, trying, or
0: Bruno like, Mars, <laughs> yeah, like an album, <laughs> yeah, dedicated to, yeah, that. like well,
1: he wrote the like an entire album for the movie, yeah, yeah. for
0: Batman Begins.
1: Well, <laughs> just a pop
2: song being in a superhero movie just felt so weird.
1: I know. Oh,
0: I didn't. think, That's interesting. I've never thought about that before.
1: Yeah. With Joker in in The Dark Knight, like having these different origins too. Like mm-hmm. he tells a different story every time Each he time. talks to someone. Yeah, so
2: you don't know what's real,
1: yeah. If any. And they like they wanted to like Nolan and Goyer and uh, Christopher Nolan's brother Jonathan, who like co he wrote the screenplay with Nolan. Yeah, they really that's the thing. Like they didn't want him to have. They were like, we don't want to show like how he became the Joker. We want him to already be like a force of nature and show his rise to power within Gotham. Hmm. Yeah all the characters have really interesting moral compasses and like moral lines of what's right and wrong right and watching them all kind of come into conflict with each other whether that's between like batman gordon harvey dent and joker mm-hmm. and like it's just they have a lot there's a lot of like moral complexity to this movie that's really not missing in other superhero movies but there's just like a level a level of depth to it yeah it that gives it away can i good.
0: bring something up please, please okay <laughs> Rachel?
1: Uh, Rachel Rachel Rachel. Oh, so okay um Rachel dies mm-hmm. did you remember that she no, died no
0: I actually didn't remember that oh okay Rachel uh Maggie Gyllenhaal more than Rachel is gonna be a no for me <laughs> I cannot really stand
2: her
1: I like her more than Katie Holmes
0: oof I think I would have rather Katie Holmes.
2: She has more of a presence, I think, than Katie Holmes.
0: But it's so cheerful.
1: I I buy her more in that role than Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes feels like too much of a lightweight. I think, I, I just don't like either of them really that much.
0: Yeah, no thank you.
1: Um, but I, I do, I hear what you're saying. I did find out the movie that Katie Holmes supposedly passed on this for. It's called Mad Money. It has Diane Keaton and Queen Latifah. I've... Have you seen
0: it? I think I have seen it.
1: What happens in it? Is it? Was it worth it?
0: I don't remember, but I think I have seen it. Did they rob? Are they
2: she was. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> she was just full blown Scientology at that point, right?
1: <laughs> I still don't. I still don't know who. If it was really her decision, or like who made the call for half pushed her out. Yeah, or if the executives were like, "We don't."
2: Well, it's just so upsetting
1: though to switch a main character I, in a yeah. series. It's so jarring.
0: I wish it. I thought this several times. I wish it would have been Rachel McAdams.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, she would have been the best. All right. Jim
0: other... Gordon. Um, I could not remember if he actually died. Because I knew that he was eventually going to be Commissioner Gordon. And I was like, how are they going to do that? There's no way he died. You don't see him die.
1: Number one rule.
0: Number one rule. So?
1: I hate when movies do this. <laughs> because when a movie... Tries to trick you into thinking a character is dead, who clearly isn't dead. That's it. I think it's really condescending, yeah. and it's like just—it feels like a waste of time.
0: Yeah, but it was necessary here.
1: I guess so. Who do? You, who knew? Batman knew. It doesn't seem like he did because no. he's pissed off. Did the mayor know?
0: Did Harvey know?
1: It sounds like it might have. No, because Harvey talking to Rachel is like because Harvey is surprised when he shows oh, up. Oh yeah. So who knew? I don't know, and like, why Could tell his tell his family that he's dead? <laughs> like, was that necessary? They yeah. Like, they, I just hate when they spend so much time to like make try to make you believe it when it clearly that character isn't dead. Yeah. Right. Jim Gordon though is a really good character in this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the best. He's always the best. He just
1: grows more, and yeah. it's cool to watch. What I love about him in this movie is he's just trying to keep it together. Through the whole movie and he's like barely you know what i mean with every like what did you say during it ryan It's like right after
2: i think the bomb in the police station when christopher when reese stuff starts happening and he's like well everyone to the hospital
3: i want you to call in every officer tell them to head to their nearest hospital and start evac and search call the transit authority school board prisons get every available bus down to a hospital the priority is
2: gotham general wheel everybody out of that place right now you, you and you, you come with me. Where are we going, sir? To get Reese. And it's just like he can't <laughs> just <catch> a
1: break. <laughs> he's just scrambling at all points. This is something I like about Joker's character too, about how he's really able to like pick apart like people's vulnerabilities. Yeah. But the scene where he's in the interrogation room and he's talking to Gordon and he's like, Who did you leave him with?
3: Hmm? Your people? Assuming, of course, that they are still your people and not Maroni's." Does it depress you, Commissioner, to know just how alone you really are? Does it make you feel responsible for Harvey Dent's current predicament?
1: Gary Oldman's so good and like watching Gordon's face because he he knows that he's made one that he's like one of the only good cops in town.
2: He's truly someone who's doing everything yes. he can with so little. And he, he knows that he's
1: cutting corners, but he's like hoping that the ends will justify the means. It's like for the greater good. And because there's a line earlier when he's talking to Harvey Dent where he's like,
3: In this town the fewer people know something, let's say for the operation. Gordon, I don't like that you've got your own special unit and I don't like that it's full of cops I investigated at internal affairs. If I didn't work with cops, you'd investigate it while you were making your name at IAIP working alone. I don't get political points for being an idealist. I have to do the best I can with
1: what I have. Where he's like, I'm doing the best with what I've got. Yeah. And there's just like this thing throughout the movie where you he you can tell he's trying to like be like I have got to pull this off. Otherwise, I have like contributed to the madness or like yeah the the yeah. corruption. And I feel like the great part is when they're they're on opposite sides of the building when the Joker's set up on that last building with the whole thing with the fairies. And he's, like, starting to lose it, and Batman's like... It's not that simple. With a joker, it never is.
3: What's simple is that every second we don't take him, those people on the ferries get closer to blowing each that other up. That won't Then he'll blow both of them up. I need five minutes alone. No! There's no time! We have clear shots! Get is in there with them! We have to save Dent! I have to save Dent! Get ready!
1: Two minutes. Then we breach like, he just loses it for a second. Mm-hmm. He's so good. His performance is amazing in this movie. And I just love what they do with that character. His is the morality that I feel like most people can relate to in this movie. Yeah.
2: Just just trying to do what you can Yeah, with what you
1: have.
0: You said last time, when we watched Batman Begins, that somebody is the the person that everyone sees.
1: Oh, that Alfred. Alf- Ma- Michael Caine believes Alfred is the audience avatar. Gotcha. I'm able to call everyone do out. Do you feel
0: like that's the same here?
1: Yeah, I think it is Alfred still. Always? Uh, for the Just most part, yes, of especially in the third one, too. Okay. But he is able to basically, like, he's the one who comes in at the moment of crisis to Bruce Wayne when after Rachel dies and be like, look, you still got to, like, keep this going. Exactly. Yeah. People are dying, Alfred. What would you have me do? Endure,
3: Master Wayne. Take it. They'll hate you for it, but that's the point of Batman. He can be the outcast. He can make the choice that no one else can make the right choice.
1: I feel like he is the one who's kind of like, I'm just a normal person being like pulled along in this. He
0: just opens the door for the Joker at the fundraiser.
1: <laughs> you want to know about that part? Yeah. So that was actually Michael Caine's first scene that he was filming with Heath Ledger. And he was so startled <gasps> oh by Heath gosh. Ledger's performance, he forgot his lines. Oh my God! Oh He's supposed to have lines there, I think.
0: He just backs right up. Yeah. And you're kind of like, what would you do?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. That, oh my gosh. That's, that whole sequence is incredible. I will say, even though I just kind of like shit on the pacing earlier, (laughs) the editing in this movie is fantastic when he, no one is able to edit between sequences expertly to kind of keep you, give you tabs on all the things that's happening. So like he cross cuts between different storylines that are happening simultaneously. For example. Yeah. That part where they're at Harvey Dent's fundraiser, but they also, the judge gets escorted to her car and the commissioner is poisoned. I've watched this movie so many times and I'm like, it's interesting. I've always tried to be like, I wonder why he cut here and like he threw in this little scene right in the middle to kind of like make sure the audience is like, okay, I've got a tab on each of this happening so I, yeah, he doesn't spend too much time with one section so that you kind of lose where you're at with the other ones. And this is like, the whole movie is frantic like this, where uh, like where it's cross cutting between all these different like lines of uh, propulsive motion, mm-hmm. and he just does a really great job in helping the audience always like keep tabs on where exactly everything is. And That sequence is crazy.
2: Yeah, it's so it unsettling, and I love that it's like dusk as that's happening. Yeah, and just like it's slowly becoming dark.
0: Oh my gosh! And he drinks the commissioner drinks the thing and.
2: And he's Jim Gordon, just like oh, glass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's just like it's just like knocked over onto the keyboard, and just like burn everything. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Oh, let's talk about the beginning where he puts the thing in the guy's mouth.
1: Oh, the whole that the whole thing.
0: guy. Yeah. That guy I've seen a million times.
1: It's, yeah. Who is that? Uh, I think William Fitch, Fitchner. I don't know his name. I, I
0: look apologize. at Ryan. I'm like, is that, is that right? right?
1: I don't know, but he is in a lot of stuff. He's in Heat, and that opening sequence is actually take like kind of paying homage to a bank heist in the beginning of the movie Heat. Oh, interesting. I think that's why they actually cast him
4: Um,
1: as the bank manager. That
0: part's terrifying.
2: That part is just very bank heisty. Like, it doesn't, you're like, wait, what
1: kind of movie is this? But you're
0: also just like, I know the Joker is one of these. Which
1: one? (laughs) I actually don't know if I knew that when I first watched it.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe not when you first watch it.
1: But I love, he's just like, everyone's taken out all the other clowns. Oh my gosh, it's so
0: good. And he's like, I killed the bus driver. And he puts the, the grenade and it just like, he pulls the pin and it... Just fizzles. Oh, it's fizzles. so terrifying. <laughs> I know.
1: You want to talk about the Joker? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the Joker. I want the Joker. I think he is one of the best villains on film. Um, and because I watched a video on this movie by lessons from the screenplay it's a youtube channel that's very good go on the reason why he's such a great villain is because he is exceptionally good at specifically attacking the hero's weaknesses and so a lot of what he does is he's so good at manipulating and just getting under people's skin like he knows exactly what to say that like will acutely attack people's fears and vulnerabilities
2: well and he's just he's the opposite of everything batman stands for Well, and he does that. He does such a good job. Even, like, when he's in the police station and there's that cop and he's like, How many of your
1: friends have I killed? His whole thing is, like, chaos and, like, corrupting people's souls. So you can't... He's... I don't... Like, he's a very hard villain to overcome because if you just kill him, that plays into what... That's what he wants. It's... That's why I think the movie is, like, such a triumph, too, because, like, the the ending where Batman's like this is how we beat the Joker like we kind of beat we're gonna like go by our own rules now and say I'm the villain because we just have to make sure he doesn't win yeah
3: the Joker won Harvey's prosecution everything you fought for I'm done whatever chance you gave us of fixing our city dies with Harvey's reputation we bet it all on him the Joker took the best of us and tore him down. People will lose hope. They won't. They must never know what he did. Five dead? Two of them cops? You can't sweep that out. But the Joker cannot win.
2: Well, and I love that in the very beginning... They establish that he's not just this crazy guy that's wearing makeup, like with the pencil. That establishes oh that gosh. he's a force to be reckoned with. Like he's, a he's dangerous. Do you remember?
1: Oh, do you remember <laughs> seeing that the first time? I <laughs> felt like shit. I saw it for the first time tonight. <laughs> you, you just knew. You knew oh. you were watching something so special, and like this is going to be crazy. How about a magic trick? I'm gonna make this pencil
3: disappear. <sighs> Da-da! it's it's gone
0: oh my gosh when the Batman the fake Batman slams against the window of the mayor's office that, that got scared you the hell
1: out of me <laughs> that, so okay you know how they show like that video of the like the fake Batman being yeah. like, interrogative of a joker something that really bugs me about people reacting to this movie is they'll often be like oh, that movie's so dark oh, that movie's kind of evil it drives me crazy. Cause it's people not like having watched a lot of things that maybe aren't P- more than PG-13 and being very disturbed <laughs> by this movie. But I will say that video is genuinely disturbing. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. and it's, it's very real. It's like a turning point in the movie. Because at this point, like the, oh, I like how the entire first act of the movie is basically devoted to what Batman's goal was, which was clean up the mob. Yeah. Like the first third of the movie is basically like a crime movie. With Batman in
2: it, there's a bank heist. There's a jury. There's like a trial. Yeah, they're like there's it, a fundraiser. They gotta
1: get like yeah. the warrant from a judge to like track down these banks. It's like yeah. there's like dynamics between the police and the DA's office. Even though the Joker is like continually popping up throughout the first act, Batman is always just kind of like Well, he's. Let's, we don't need to worry about this guy. Like yeah. the the mob is. That's what that's what our focus is.
3: What about this Joker guy? One man or the entire mob? He can
1: wait. And then, like, that whole thing happens. And then, shortly after his, you know, he takes out, like, the judge and the police commissioner. Like, suddenly the entire movie shifts. And then it just, that's, I feel like that's kind of where, like, it just does not stop. Yeah. And then it's just, like, one mass coordinated terrorist attack after another. Mm-hmm. Everything about Joker is to try to, like, expose people's, like, hypocrisy. And so, a lot of what he does is built around social experiments. Cause he even, like, says that at the end. Yeah. And so, everything is, like, a would you rather. In his like big grand attacks on the, like terrorist attacks in the city, a deeper psychology to that character and what he's doing more than just like I don't know I want to kill people and I want power and money. Yeah, and he like actively mocks that kind of criminal.
2: Right. You guys need to be more creative. Right? Yeah. There needs to be a better stock of criminals or something. Yeah. Yeah. All you care about is money. This town
1: deserves a better class of criminal,
3: and I'm gonna give it to him.
1: When. They announced they were going to do Joker for the Batman sequel. There was a few people who expressed interest, including Paul Bettany, Adrian Brody, yeah. Robin Williams. No, thank no. you. Steve Carell. No, thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, can you
2: imagine? I feel like that's a callback to the Jack Nicholson Joker. Like, that's who they were. Yeah,
1: that's been. who like they were thinking of. Yeah. And, uh, but Nolan basically always had Heath Ledger in mind. I think I said last week that he had approached Heath Ledger for Bruce Wayne. For Batman Begins and Ledger just wasn't interested in these kind of movies yeah. until he saw the movie and he was like, "Oh, like we can like collaborate and come up with something really unique." Someone asked Nolan like, "Why did you cast Heath Ledger?" and he said like, "Well, he's fearless. Like he'll just lose himself in whatever role he's given."
0: I wanted to say something about the darkness, like people, because I I thought that several times while I was watching.
1: What like that people used to say that a lot?
0: Yeah, it's so dark, and I maybe it was in two thousand eight, but I just there's so much more. <laughs> That's so much worse. So much darker.
1: I feel like it's people who just kind of honestly don't watch, I guess, the content that I'm watching. But it's like, they're like, oh, it's so disturbing. You should never watch Game of Thrones. (laughs) You know, like, that's kind of like how I feel when people say stuff like that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this, you've clearly found your ceiling. Yeah. It does. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I I think like how far it pushes the boundaries within the PG-13 rating. Yeah. There's no, there's no blood really in the movie. It's a largely bloodless movie. Even Two Faces, I read this like quote from Nolan where he said that they kind of overdid like how grotesque it was because he found that the the more realistic they made the burns, the more disturbing it was. Oh, interesting. Because it was, the the closer to real life well, it was. Burns the burns are scary. Yeah. And so he's like, they really overdid it. Like, there's no way your eye would just be like, see. Yeah. There. Or like your jaw. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to take a drink of whiskey. <laughs> but for the most part, but it's why? a pretty, it's a pretty bloodless and like even sexless movie. There's not a lot like, there's no sex in the movie. Yeah. Some people kiss Rachel. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny. Like in some ways, I think it's like psychologically and like thematically, they go pretty far within the rating in the movie.
0: I also wanted to know who you guys think is, like who your top scariest villains are ever. I mean, can it be movie or TV or whatever?
1: A T-Rex from Jurassic Park. <laughs> that's scarier than the Joker. A velociraptor is honestly scarier than the Joker, but a villain scarier than the Joker I think is Hannibal Lecter. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one.
2: Yeah. I don't know. The Joker is a is an interesting villain. He's not
1: necessarily terrifying to me.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Hannibal Lecter is like a real, could be a real guy. That I walk into on the street. Oh
0: my gosh. He is so terrifying.
1: I like, I think the psychology of the Joker is like one of the best executions of a villain on film. Mm -hmm. He has no rules, nothing. He doesn't care about every anything. His appearance is so, there's like no vanity in it. He looks so gross. Yeah. And he's like very erratic. His performance is so, it's, it, it's incredible. Like it's so good to watch.
0: It's, I just kept thinking how sad it was that we never got to really see him in anything else.
1: I know. He had one
0: one posthumous.
1: But yeah, this was his final completed performance.
0: So it's like all the things he could have done. Did he win an Oscar for that? I can't remember. He, he, won an Oscar,
1: he won an Oscar for The Dark Knight. He won about, I think it was 20, 20 awards for acting. Wow. In like the awards run after this year.
2: Did Batman 89 win any awards?
1: I I think it probably did some, I think it was maybe nominated for some production stuff. That sounds right. But no, not like any, not like anything prestigious like that. I know it's kind of like a sad exercise to try to imagine like what his career would be now.
0: And just like different roles that people have had.
1: I wonder. Because he was young. I think he was maybe just 30.
0: I don't think, I think he was 28.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I want to look it up.
1: We love Adam Driver. And just seeing all the things that someone like Adam Driver has such range and seeing right. all the things he's able to do and knowing that like Keith Ledger was at such incredible like... Even just looking at Christian Bale,
2: like where he's gone, where he like exactly can go.
0: 28 years old. He uh, my age when he
1: died. It's... Even sitting there watching the movie, I remember in theaters thinking like, I won't get to see even this character again. Yeah. And there's a line when he's hanging upside down with Batman and he's like,
3: I think you and I
1: are destined to do this forever. It's just so tragic, and you could tell that Nolan, even when he was like kind of hemming and hawing about doing a third one, if there was going to be a third one, initially it was always going to include the Joker. Yeah, and like he's the the only villain that's really left alive.
0: What happened to uh, Scarecrow guy? I guess he wasn't a oh, villain,
1: but no. he sticks around. Yeah, he's yeah. I he's <laughs> was surprised
0: wrong. to see him at the beginning. Yeah. Cillian Murphy—that's his name.
1: Patton Oswalt had a theory about the Joker because he doesn't have any background, right? Or, like, established origin in the film. But he has a theory that he is ex-military. Oh. And it's actually a pretty good theory. So, like, when the Joker's saying how he's, like, as long as something terrible happens as a part of the plan, no one reacts. Like, a truckload of soldiers being blown up. Yeah. He also talks about how he has all of this, like, knowledge of military weapons and just weapons in general and how to use them. He likes guns, ammo, he also said that like in the theory that he might have been um, an interrogation specialist because all of his conversations are built on identifying weaknesses in the people he's talking with and exploiting them. And
3: as for uh, the television's so-called plan, Batman has no jurisdiction. He'll find him and make him squeal. I know the squealers when I see them. and. Does it depress you, Commissioner, to know just how alone you really are? You're garbage, you kills for money. Don't talk like one of them, you're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. You see, in their last moments, people show you who they really are. So in a way I knew your friends better than you ever did. Would you like to know
2: which of them were cowards? Well Me even too. just his 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 knowledge of like Disrupting major power.
1: exactly. Yeah, because he really he tailors like what his personality is for like whoever he's talking to, right? Like when he's when he's manipulating Harvey Dent, he's basically being like, "He's like, I don't, I'm not, have a plan. I'm, I'm crazy." Like, yeah, he's like, "I'm doing everything at random," which is not true at all. No, yeah, I don't. I think it's a really great theory to think about. But. Patton Oswalt, uh-huh. he's
0: funny sometimes.
2: The Joker, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm like, <laughs> no, Patton Oswalt. <laughs> like that guy's sometimes. hilarious.
2: <laughs> all I know him from is the the Parks and Rec episode. With the old timey house if you've seen that
1: is isn't, isn't he also the guy that at the the uh, town hall meeting he rants yeah. for? Yeah, he does a filibuster he does yeah. yeah and he reads his fanfic
0: I have a fact about him did I already share it no
1: about Pat Oswald yeah oh I don't think so <laughs> go on
0: <laughs> Pat Oswald's wife was very interested in the golden State killer she did a lot of research and I think she wrote a book um about the golden State killer and then I think he finished it for her because she passed away. Oh, my gosh. And her research led to them figuring out who the Golden State Killer was. What? I think he's in prison now. Yeah. Patton Oswalt.
1: Oh, that's weird. I know.
0: Okay, so today has been quite the day for you. You woke up expecting a normal day and then breaking news. Woke
4: up, figured I would fly to New York, get a little snooze Mm -hmm. before doing... Shows uh, 5:30 a.m. My phone started blowing up. My late wife, Michelle McNamara, mm-hmm. who was a true crime writer, uh, wrote a book about um, <clears throat> the the worst uncaught serial killer in uh, California history, and she dubbed him the Golden State Killer. So her book, what she she died before she could finish, but me and and uh, a journalist friend of hers and, and a researcher were able to finish it posthumously. It's called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, and the killer she was writing about and investigating, they caught him today. They caught him today. They arrested him today. DNA match, 72 years old. He's been uncaught for 42 years. And just to
0: make it clear to people just how much work she put into this, when you were helping finish this project, mm-hmm. you encountered more than 3,500 files on her computer.
4: 7,000 pages of police reports on a thumb drive. I think 40. Or forty two bankers' boxes worth of documents. I mean, it was just massive and, and and hours of interviews, pages, volumes of interviews with cops, with you know, victims and, and survivors and family members. So, you know, it was it was a massive undertaking that she did.
2: Interesting. Good job. Patton. Thank
0: you. I- oh, oh. <laughs>
2: Listen, it, I, I hear how you got it.
0: Well, and it like felt kind of weird. Like,
2: oh, thank you. I, thank
0: you. Okay. Anyway, that's that's Patton Oswalt.
2: Well, let's talk about Harvey Dent for a yeah. second.
1: Back to the beginning of Harvey Dent.
0: I would like to first make note of his very 2008 hair.
1: <laughs> There's, I was noticing a bit of the 2008 attire a bit more. Again, yeah. a lot of vests in 2008, <laughs> yeah. not fitted pants. Yeah. yeah. Just watching Christian Bale walk from behind and just, just his pants I know
0: exactly what you're everywhere. talking about because yeah. I yeah. noticed that too. And Rachel walks behind him.
1: Yeah. What'd you think about Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent?
0: Did you guys know he used to be morbid?
1: <laughs> I, almost <just> like, <laughs> I almost made a joke about that. Because everyone, like, oh my gosh. He was in a seminary video. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't really done anything since.
0: He did a chick flick I saw.
1: Oh, Burnt or something? Burn, burn.
0: Was he in no, that was Ernie Bradley Notice. Cooper.
1: Oh, but he's like a he's like a chef in one of them.
0: Oh, this does sound... F- oh, yeah, Nuts, No Reservations. That's not the one I was mm. talking about. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was it a couple? Course. Of course.
1: He is uh, Frankenstein in I, Frankenstein, a movie that was very bad.
2: He's done nothing as good as this sense.
1: He helped out Sully in the movie Sully. That's right. Brace. Brace. Uh... Brace. Anyways. I feel bad for him because I think he's really good.
2: I think he does a great job.
1: It's a hard thing that he has to pull off. Like, he has to pull off, like, a pretty likable character in a matter of, like, a couple scenes. Yeah. This is kind of the problem with compressing the entire, like, Harvey Dent storyline into one movie. Flipping to Two-Face, pretty rushed. Yeah. It's not, I don't know. It, like, happens pretty quick.
2: Yeah, like, he has a good motivation, but it is
1: fast. Yeah, and I guess you could argue um, he's... Been traumatized and is going insane. <laughs> he's by the...
0: half of his head. Is
1: missing because <laughs> they do. T- they do say <laughs> that when Gordon walks in, he's like, you know, the nurses say you're not taking any medication for the pain that you're in oh, for yeah, your face. Yeah, yeah. So like, okay, I I'll, yeah yeah. But I do think he does a good job at like playing like the all American boy. He apparently like wanted to model after RFK, JFK's mm-hmm. brother, mm. who was like an attorney. And was very like golden boy of America, but also had like this kind of grudge against the mob, and like was really going after them hard. And that's kind of what he was trying to go like embody as well. Mm-hmm. There was a couple other people who were considered. For oh, let's hear them. Interesting. Go on. Leave Schreiber. Mm. A little too gritty, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, agreed.
0: maybe that's not Ryan, and I think. Well, in some, <laughs> of, in some,
1: <laughs> in some like incarnations of Harvey Dent, he is more gruff, like mm. in the comics. Like I could see that version. Him playing a version like that, yeah. But that's not what they're going for in this movie. Um, Josh Lucas.
0: Nope, hate that. Oh. oh wow! All right,
1: I'm remembering Josh, who Josh Lucas. Lucas is. Sweet Home Alabama. Got it. Yep. No thank you.
0: Josh Lucas is just like slow. There was like, a moment. Ma- no, is Josh lash. Lucas a <laughs> poor
2: man's Matthew McConaughey? He's
1: he a might little be.
0: different.
2: Okay.
1: There was a hot second where I really, really liked him in like Secondhand Lions that era. <laughs> where I was like where I was life. like Josh Lucas and I remember his name being in contention and like he kind of looks visually like Harvey Dent from the Batman animated series. Oh. And so
2: I was like, "Oh, I really want him to be cast and he wasn't." I do feel like he's got like a southern.
0: I do too.
1: Probably from Sweet Home Alabama. Probably be- from the All only right.
0: thing I've really ever seen him in. All right, they
1: have come come over and have a look at this. This is what Harvey Dent looks like.
0: That looks literally nothing like <laughs> Josh
1: Lucas. What are you talking about?
0: Not at all.
2: It Don't do- you see? Like it looks more like Josh Lucas than Aaron Eckhart. Wow, what a nice way of
1: telling me I'm wrong. You're welcome. Matt Damon was considered, but had but had scheduling conflicts with for Born? Harvey Dent. Um, 2008. Born. No, I think it was. I can't remember which one.
0: Did you guys ever see that small downsizing?
1: I didn't. No. Well, I that didn't... movie
0: was a piece of absolute shit.
1: Why didn't you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score before you saw it?
2: I was busy. I feel like Matt Damon would have done a great job.
1: I mean, he would have, but like, I also, I just think it's a little too... I would have seen Matt Damon more. And Aaron Eckhart, I think, I see, like, I he becomes the character more because I'm not really familiar with Aaron fair, Eckhart. Fair, fair, very, very fair. Um, yeah. Like I said last week, though, I like that, that he plays well into this, like, incarnation of Batman where he, like, has a five-year plan, he has an out... And there's these great scenes where like when they're at the dinner and Harvey Dent is like kind of postulating on why he thinks Batman's a good idea where you can see like Bruce Wayne's like asshole facade slipping and he really is like buying into this guy.
4: Yeah. Gotham City is proud of an ordinary citizen standing up for what's right.
1: Gotham needs heroes like you, elected officials, not a man who thinks he is above the law.
4: Exactly. Who appointed the Batman? We did. All of us who stood by and let scum take control of our city. Look, Whoever the Batman is, he doesn't want to do this for the rest of his life, how could he? Batman is looking for someone to take up his mantle. Someone like you, Mr. Dent? Maybe.
3: If I'm up to it.
4: Harvey may not know you well enough to understand
0: when you're making fun of him, but I do.
3: No, I in every word. You know that day that you once told me about when Gotham would no longer need Batman? It's coming
4: can't ask me to wait for
3: that it's happening now harvey is that hero he locked up half of the city's criminals and he did it without wearing a mask gotham needs a hero with a face
1: honestly makes like his fall like more tragic because he was batman's like ticket out of this life i'm glad they tied that thread together because it underscores like the tragic instead of it's just like oh he's the bad guy now you really are like oh but this like actually affects our main character and like his and that's why he's finally like look i'm just going to be ba- like i'm going to be the ba- the bad guy and just kind of like disappear now
0: when i saw this for the first time i think the assholery of bruce wayne went completely over my head that's something i didn't realize until this watching oh. is that it's not real
1: because you probably didn't have like batman begins with you to know that like i
0: think i was just yeah i think i was just like really young and i didn't understand that that was like
1: what he was doing
0: yeah which is kind of makes me sound stupid (laughs) but i did i've never understood that that it's just like kind of it's his cover yeah yeah. also i feel like i'm all over the place but when we're talking about alfred like his character is so funny to me and like on the boat where he's like put your own sunscreen on yeah, about that.
1: I love the line where Harvey's like, Any psychotic ex-boyfriends I should be aware of? Oh, you have no idea. He just walks <blocks> yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, re- he's I, really, really good. I could
0: really have good. used more Alfred in this movie.
1: I, he's always like the moral. This is like, like I said last time, what they've done with Alfred and Jim Gordon versus other Batman adaptations is just incredible. And now he really is just this moral center to Bruce's life. And like the guy who's always there to like buoy him back up.
4: Yeah. And,
2: my favorite Alfred part is when they're like trying to track down who's in the hospital, and Alfred's just at a computer, just googling people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was like, some Batmaning without the suit on. I kind of like that. Yeah. Another part I like, so when Bruce like drives his car, yeah, 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 and like saves Coleman Reese, and then he just acts dumb for Jim Gordon, <laughs> and he was like, "Why? Who's in the car?" And he looks over, and they like connect eyes. Mm-hmm. I, l- the look he gives him, he's just like. I saved you. Yeah. Freaking Reese. It's really good. That
0: guy sucks so much.
1: I also like that he figured out who Batman was. I think like that was something else that hadn't really yeah. happened in uh, the genre. Someone actually is like, if you connect the dots, it's actually pretty easy to figure out that yeah. Bruce Wayne's Batman.
0: And that part with Lucius Fox where he's, that part's great. It's so good.
1: <laughs> I'm just like... Let me get this straight.
3: You think that your client... One of the wealthiest, most powerful men in the world is secretly a vigilante who spends his nights beating criminals to a pulp with his bare hands. And your plan is to blackmail this
2: person? Good luck. Another Nolan joke that I noticed this time. It's in the. It's in. It's towards the beginning when they're arresting all the oh monsters. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's putting him in the car, and he goes, Have a nice trip. <laughs> See you next fall.
1: That that cop has like a lot of like cop isms. Like when uh when they think Gordon's dead and they like have the bat signal on cause they're seen if Batman will meet up with them and he's like he's like, he ain't coming, turn it off. He's like he doesn't want to talk to us. Yeah. Heaven help who he does wanna to talk to. <laughs> As he takes a swig from like his canteen. Yeah, <laughs> he has Okay. Uh that probably is the worst one though. That's the, that's worse than the SWAT driver, I think. Is that a bazooka? <laughs>
2: hats off to gordon's wife she's really only in a few parts oh man but
1: two of the parts she's in she has to just like fall apart both times very traumatic yeah i will actually say that was so when the first time i saw this and now i'm not sure if i was just more naive about movies but when rachel's dead right she's killed at that point i was kind of like this movie could do anything now and there were two moments where i was genuinely like i have no idea what's gonna happen and one of them was if Harvey Dent was really going to kill one of Jim Gordon's kids. Yeah. I genuinely was like I I don't know. The other one was when Joker's talking to Harvey Dent in the in his room, right? <laughs> Flips the coin and you don't see what the outcome of, of the coin is mm-hmm. and he just has the gun to his head and it cuts to a different scene. Yeah. The narrative function of the Joker is done now. Mm-hmm. Like he has turned Harvey Dent. So he could be killed. Like, I don't know. It's, that's why I love most in a movie is to genuinely be like, I don't know.
0: Also the tension when he gets out of the hospital and he's blowing stuff up and it doesn't go off.
1: Oh, I I didn't tell you. That was improvised. What? Right? So the hospital was like a condemned building that was going to be demolished anyway. So the the production bought it, dressed it up as a hospital and was going to blow it up. They had like one, one take essentially. Mm-hmm. And so as they're, like, pulling back and filming him, the explosion didn't go off all the way. So he just stayed in character. God. So his reaction to it starting to blow up is genuine of, like, whoa, holy shit, I gotta get out of here. And then it's just, is the biggest explosion ever. It
2: looks way cool,
1: because it's real. It's yeah. a real building being yeah. blown up. <laughs> <laughs> I Super knew that, real. I just It's a real off building being blown up. They talked. They the, the building, <laughs> and then they, they laced it with explosives. and they blew it up. <laughs>
0: Was that your Michael Caine
1: again? Yeah, it was a little clunky. Yeah. Yeah. It's I hard appreciate just the slip effort. slip into it. Yeah.
0: What about your Batman?
1: We had a hospital and they, they took it. Did you notice he kind of has like a little bit of a lisp? Yeah. It's cause,
0: it's and kinda, he kind of
1: looks like he's going to sneeze.
3: They kind of mind a Joker attraction? Yeah. He does like
2: a, like a
0: sideways like thing
1: Like his, his jaws you know out what, a little though? bit. He has a great mouth for like a Batman cowl. Yeah. Not all Batmans do. No. But Batman. his... His, sorry. Oh, can I tell you another thing that kind of annoyed me in the movie? Yeah. And it's, I think it might be because of the placement of it. It's to the point in the movie where, yeah, I I get what's going to happen. Can we just move on to the next thing? The whole episode of the clowns are the doctors. The doctors are the clowns. Yeah. And the SWAT's (laughs) coming in. I'm just like, we don't need this because I know that he's going to save all of the news people and immobilize the doctors. Like, can we just get to the point where, you know what I mean? It feels like a waste of time, especially at that point where we're already at, like uh, over two hours, mm-hmm. right? And
2: like, can't you just turn on your cell phone in your ear and call Jim Gordon and let him know what's going on? Exactly. Also, I think you need to turn off your sonar for a second because there's a Joker right in front of you.
1: It feels very, <laughs> it feels very like video gamey because mm. you got like Lucius and like the visual effects look yeah. like a video game. He's like, oh, there's some bad guys up on the floor, two floors up. You gotta go take them out now. Like, it
0: no, I was locked in during that part. <laughs> I was just bullshit. like,
1: this is bullshit.
2: It could be done. <laughs> Wait, really? I'm
0: like, where did this come from? How did they do that? Do you know what I actually was thinking? Was like, what a nightmare that part would be to like storyboard?
1: Like, in my mind, it's just, just kind of slim, cut that down, and like, you probably saved yourself a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. The only thing I do like is it contributes to his being viewed as an outlaw. That night that Batman. Be- killed harvey dent yeah and took out like a team of swat it contributes to him looking like this guy is the bat is like this villain interesting christopher nolan just loves a freaking puzzle <sighs> He just get the puzzle box mind all right i got some other little pieces of trivia hit it okay they filmed the gotham scenes in chicago shout out to chicago it looks fantastic it in looks this good. movie and then like a lot of things were obviously filmed like on sound stages in the uk and then they went to Hong Kong to film that whole Hong Kong sequence.
0: <laughs> so they really did go to just film the one scene. Yeah. Well, he wanted to. <laughs> the business. Do the business. He business wanted to deal. play
1: around with the IMAX cameras. So he had okay. four IMAX cameras, which up until that point could only really film like 30 seconds to two minutes at a time. Whoa. And he, it was the first like feature film to really utilize an IMAX camera. And they, they, they broke one. Oh, my. During, I think, the Batmobile chase. I, I just know that they broke one of them, and they're very expensive. He used it for, like, the high sequence at the beginning. Everything in the Hong Kong sequence was filmed with it. That is actually Christian Bale atop that building.
0: Oh, I'm speechless.
1: I know, because he really wanted to do that stunt. And it's it's incredible, because the IMAX camera captures so much definition, and yeah. watching it on our TV, you can tell that it's him. Yeah, so IMAX
2: cameras just weren't mass like mass used no at that point no whereas like now you look at after dark knight not right after but later because for nolan does dunkirk nolan
1: nolan did a lot he utilized it a lot more like it was like each movie after this he would like use more i actually don't know how much is in inception but i know dark knight rises has more sequences right filmed with the imax camera
2: and are now like full movies filmed in imax yeah okay
1: well i don't know how often they are but like i think dunkirk is all in imax i think
2: yeah I saw that in IMAX. That's it, like that his. That's
1: like his his preferred format because of it's so it captures so much and so he loves like big. The loudest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> like oh the true theater experience to him is like as big as possible, like crisp sound and just like having it hit all of your senses in like the biggest way imaginable is kind of like his preferred right method of presentation.
0: Does it? Did it bug you? But when you first saw it, the aspect ratio.
1: I didn't. I don't actually think I noticed it in the theaters. Uh, yeah.
0: I didn't notice it really in this one either. That's good. I noticed it now. The one time but I did notice,
1: yeah, it doesn't bother me. It's mo- it. I guess it can take me out of the movie a little bit, but it's more just kind of interesting because part of why these movies are great is like knowing how they're made and how much effort he puts into it. Yeah, and so like it doesn't. Yeah, I don't think it's that annoying. But so Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard came back from Batman Begins to score this movie. Mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer created the Joker theme. Which he was a combination of like basically noises, uh, including playing piano wires with razor blades and guitars with shards of metal. And he just wanted to make it sound chaotic and have it in places in the movie so that the presence of the Joker can always be felt. So when, at any time in the movie where the Joker's actions is influencing the action of the movie, yeah, the music is playing. Ugh. James Newton Howard, who did the more dramatic stuff in Batman Begins, composed the Harvey Dent theme which is very, mm-hmm. like, brassy, like, very, like, you want to stand up and, like, salute kind of a thing. Yeah.
0: Is Harvey Dent Jim Gordon's boss? No. Or are they completely well, separate, like...
2: He's the district attorney.
0: Jim Gordon's and Jim Gordon's...
1: No, Jim Gordon's Lieutenant. head of major crimes.
0: <laughs> is that his <laughs> official title? Really?
1: Uh, it's, like, a special unit yeah. that he created called the Major Crimes Unit. I feel like
2: their offices work together after watching a lot of SVU. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But the the, the district, the district
1: s- attorney is not necessarily the
2: detective's boss.
1: No. Okay. The district attorney. I always is, think it is. It's an elected position, the district attorney. But yeah, there's they don't like really report to each other. And then I think he got
0: to go down to the DA's office. If anything,
1: it's more like <laughs> they both report to the mayor in a way. Yeah. Oh. Like they well, the commissioner kind of, does. Yeah.
0: The mayor's kind of worthless in this movie. Am I right? I
1: mean, what are you going to do? He's the mayor. I think it's to add, obviously, like, a realistic element of how this operation would work. Agencies work together. Yeah. And also, I like the conversation when Harvey Dent's like, look, I'm selling you on how we can prosecute all of these criminals. And, like, I can give you, like, 18 months of clean streets. And you can see in his face where he's like, oh, my gosh, we might actually have something. And he tells, like, Gordon and the commissioner to get out. And then he's like, look, he basically, like, gives you the premise of, like, the importance of Harvey's role to the audience okay. when, when
3: he's like the public likes you
0: that's the only reason that this might fly but that means it's on you they're all going to come after you now and not just the mob politicians journalists cops anyone whose wallet's about to get lighter are you up to it you better be because they get anything on you and those criminals are back on the streets followed swiftly by you and me I just didn't know a mayor had that much influence.
1: Well, oh, they do, especially in like a major city. A mayor is critically important. Really? Yeah. In some ways, more than like a governor of a smaller state.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. What I learned from watching the first season of Blue Bloods (laughs) is that the commissioner is appointed by the mayor. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and that's why. Oh, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's why
1: he yeah he gave
2: Gordon the big job. So like there can be a commissioner, but a new mayor can be elected and like get rid of the current commissioner and pick a new one.
0: Do they usually do that?
1: Depends. You try not to have, like, police commissioners be necessarily like a political, like, tra- I guess you'd want it to be apolitical, but so a new guy comes in, cleans house. That's not super weird. Also, I the, learned a lot about part, mayors. The part where uh, the Joker clapped when he's like Harvey Dent, or sorry, Jim Gordon is the new commissioner. Uh, Heath Ledger improvised that. Oh.
0: <laughs> I love when he gets in the cell with the guy who's like, my insides hurt. <laughs> and he's just kind of like watching people. <laughs> He's just like a cat, kind of.
1: Ah. it's like it's such a fun performance just to watch. Dude, like everything he does has a has is a choice. When he crawls out of the flipped semi and it's just like flailing around, yeah. it's so interesting what he's doing. Yeah. Do you guys remember where you were when you heard mm-hmm. his death? Mm-mm. I was in the bathroom of <laughs> the flower shop I worked at. My brother texted me. That is oh so gosh. funny
0: because I was also at work. I was at um, I worked at a dry cleaners and the radio was on and they said Heath Ledger just found dead. I know. Sad. Which Um, is weird now because I always find out on Instagram. I would have
1: gotten a news alert on Twitter or something. Yeah. Christopher Nolan said that because he died right when they were in basically in post-production. Yeah. And he said that it was very emotional Having to go into the editing room and edit scenes with him right after he just like heard of his death. Mm -hmm. Uh. The truth is, I feel very lucky to have something productive to do, to have a performance that he was very, very proud of, and that he entrusted me to finish it. Yeah, that's nice. I know. Well, because and I I remember reading another thing where he talked about how he was just so sad because they'd had all these. You know, they take they do a bunch of different takes of different scenes. And he would pick certain takes. It's so sad that Heath won't get to watch what I've assembled of the thing that we created together. And obviously Heath Ledger won Best Supporting Actor. The second actor to win a posthumous award.
0: Oh, I want to guess who the other one was.
1: Go ahead. I can almost guarantee you won't guess it, but I'll be Aww. amazed if you do. do you me, yeah, I'll give, give her... you I'll give you the year. Okay. Give her the year. 1976.
0: I need another hint.
1: Do you want me to tell you the movie? Yeah. Network.
0: <laughs> I have no idea.
1: Peter Finch.
0: Oh, I don't even know
1: who that is. This movie came out July 2008. Is 94% Rotten Tomatoes. It grossed a billion dollars worldwide. The total of Batman Begins it made in four days. Well.
0: It was a masterpiece.
1: It really was great. Did you really like it? I
0: loved it. It's I like, would say ten. Like it's that good.
1: Batman Begins is good, right? It's a good movie. And like in within the context of what it was coming from, re- it's great. really <laughs> good, really good. But like this just just. It put, went to another level, which is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Some people read a lot of like political meaning into the movie. There was a lot of people who argued that um, it was trying to be very pro-Bush and pro-surveillance um, state by Batman making the argument that it was good to have mass surveillance in order to catch the terrorist. Hmm. Oh, interesting. And Nolan's kind of gone on record and been like, nope. <laughs> it's making a movie. It's a well, movie. I would argue that it's actively against that because someone who is a moral compass in the movie Lucius Fox mm-hmm. says out outright like
3: this is wrong. I've got to find this man Lucius
1: at what cost yeah shortly before the movie came out on DVD, Warner Brothers was under a legal action by the city of Batman Turkey <laughs> which is pronounced Butman in November two
0: thousand eight like that one. <laughs>
1: Even though the word "Batman" wasn't used in the title of the movie, um, the character name of Batman was considered an infringement. Oh my gosh! Get <laughs> well, out they of here, do about Turkey!
0: Batman Begins.
1: I don't. They really relate to the game. Uh, that was that was the Dark Knight, one of the most influential movies that's come out in her lifetime. Yeah. Do you, Courtney, think it like lives up to that?
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's was, interesting. too. It was snubbed at the about- Oscars.
1: It wasn't nominated for Best Picture. And some people think that the reason they expanded it to from five to ten the following year was because of how this and Wally was snubbed. Oh,
0: Wally. <sighs> Wally can go to hell. Yeah, I'll say that.
1: Yeah, we <laughs> don't
2: we don't stand Wally, no, around Wally here. No. Oh my god.
0: I Wally is fine.
2: Wally's good. <laughs> no, it's, it's not fine. It
0: is boring.
1: <laughs> Eva. <laughs>
2: The best part of WALL-E is just the beginning. And then as soon as the humans come, oh, yeah. it's it's over. Wow. It's boring. Wow. The
1: attitude in this room changed dramatically.
0: <laughs> the beginning when there's, like, that song from Hello, Dolly is fine. After that, Everything it's just Everything with so WALL-E and
1: Eve is cool. Yeah. Look, I'll say, having watched it for the first time maybe like three years ago, it didn't live up to, like, the hype everyone placed around it. Shouldn't have been nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> well, it what? wasn't.
0: Who won in 2008?
1: Slumdog Millionaire. Sure. It was a good option of the five.
2: I feel like 2008 was a rough year, wasn't it? It As far as nominees. (sighs) 2007 was Fire, and then 2008. 2007 was Off the Charts.
0: 2007 Hurt Locker? No, that was
2: next. That was
1: 2009. 2007 was like No No Country country for for Old Men. men. There There Will will Be be Blood. blood. I don't know, maybe. Probably (laughs) probably Juno? I just remember it was those two, which are often cited as like two of the greatest movies of Mm. the 21st century. What do you think is better, Slumdog Millionaire or The Dark Knight?
0: They were, I don't think I can pit them against each other. They're very different.
1: If you were a voting member of the Academy and you had to pit them together.
0: Well, Dark Knight wasn't nominated, was it?
1: Let's assume that it was.
0: Okay. I don't know. Who would you vote for? The, the
1: Dark, Dark Knight.
0: Knight. I would too. <laughs> I said that.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> Slumdog is good, but have I thought about it since then? No. No. I,
1: I, mean, I it hope. is... Oh, sorry. Excuse I me. I hope. I don't know. Would you have really thought at the time, like, it's going to be Slumdog Millionaire? That's what we'll be thinking of in a decade No. (laughs) Well, it's like how Avatar was the biggest movie in the world. And left no cultural (laughs) impact
2: ever. And then James Cameron decided to devote the rest of his life to making more Avatars.
1: (laughs) Doesn't it just feel like he's, like... He's playing a game of chicken with the world. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'll make another one. We're like, I'll make okay. four more. It's like, no, I'll make four. You just, you just wait. We're and like, they will be amazing,
2: and you'll love them, but you'll forget about them.
0: <laughs> Where, wasn't one of us? No, twenty twenty
2: two. I think twenty twenty one was. the
1: Well, first. I mean,
2: probably
0: not.
1: Avatar now. two has been bumped back for like eight years in a row, but I do think they actually bumped it back one more because of the coronavirus. <laughs> Damn the coronavirus! <laughs> All right. Most engaging scene in the movie.
0: Oh, the 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 motorcycle the first time we see the motorcycle. That's yours? Yeah. That whole sequence By or far. what? Yeah, whole sequence.
2: I think for me it's the the Joker's entire time arrested. Like mm. when he's locked up, and then both of his
1: interrogations. That to me is I'm locked in. I will also say that interrogation scene. I think it might be one of my favorite scenes in all of movies. Well, and I just
2: love that like. He's just... You can see how weak he really... Like, he's just this guy
1: wearing weird makeup. And it's The makeup's off. kind of, like, almost... Yeah. It's such a boring, bland, overlit room. Yeah. And you just have these, like, kind of ridiculous-looking people sitting and having a conversation, and it is electrifying. Well, you just, like, your muscles won't do anything
2: here. Like, and it's...
1: <laughs> it's got, like, the perfect ramp-up, too, and, like, his exchange with Gordon, and then the lights turn on, and Batman's right behind yeah. him. Yeah. But... <sighs> The good cop, bad cop routine? Not exactly.
3: Ah. Ah. Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel the next-
1: See? Batman is a badass in this movie. Yeah. When he smashes his head down, also, when he's intimidating Salvatore Moroni and drops him off the oh side of the building. gosh. From one professional to another, if you're trying to scare somebody, pick a better spot. From this height, fall would wouldn't kill me. I'm counting on it. He is so awesome in this movie. There's a scene I
2: hadn't noticed before. I don't even remember where it is. It's in the middle somewhere where Batman's standing on top of like a wall. And he just looks hot. <laughs> <laughs> he's like full Batman suit, but you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do
1: you also like how he got a new suit so he could turn his head? Yeah.
2: I noticed that in Batman 89, his whole body turns. Yeah.
4: It's very good. And bizarre. he's not that
2: big. And I guess Christian Bale's also not huge, but Michael Keaton is not a big guy, and he's not a physically
1: imposing guy at all. No, but he does really good within the role, doesn't he? Yeah. The people he were pissed. Also,
0: he also has a mouth for the bat.
1: He's got a good like. Mask. He's got a good like curved lips kind of thing going on. Ben Affleck has a really good chin for it. Yeah, I'll also say. Yeah. But it's got to be the interrogation scene for me. Heath Ledger asked Christian Bale to actually punch him oh. when he lets loose on him. Interesting. And you can like, I feel like you can feel it that he's actually hitting him. Because in the second time he hits him, he kind of like gasps. He's like shocked at like how much it hurt and just is laughing. It's just, I get chills watching. Ugh. You know, there's only
3: minutes left. So you're going to have to play my little game if you want to save one of them. Yeah. You know, for a while there, I thought you really were a The way you threw yourself after her. <laughs> <laughs> oh! look at you go! Does Harvey know about you and his little bully. Where are they? Killing is making a choice. Where are they? Choose between one life or the other. Your friend, the district attorney, or his bushing bride-to-be. Uh-huh.
1: It's like a scene that reminds me why I love watching movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Least engaging scene. Mine, the part where I check out the most, honestly, probably when Batman's taking out the SWAT guys. Or when he goes to that one house and the two dead cops are there and he like pulls the bullet out of the wall. Oh, That whole sequence. That whole thing. Like, until you finally get to the actual funeral procession, that whole thing, I'm... If I was in charge of the movie by myself, I would just skip past it. Yeah.
0: I'll say that that scene as well. I actually forgot about it.
2: I'd agree with both of those. The whole, this magic special gun shooting the bullets instead of just like a gun. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. I don't get the science.
1: Uh, Most engaging character besides the Joker. Oh, what? Yep. Gotcha.
0: I gotta go with Jim Gordon. He's also a badass in this movie in a way that he wasn't in the previous movie. I mean, he was, but like this time he saves Batman. (laughs)
1: There's a, there's kind of a goofiness to him in the first one. Yeah, like when yeah. he's driving the Batmobile around, he's like, whoa whoa, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know. Yeah.
0: Well, and like Batman couldn't have done it without him, and he couldn't have done it without Batman. They're it's true. have a real partnership.
1: I their their relationship is very interesting throughout these three movies, and it gets a lot more like sentimental in the next one. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I would have to agree. It's I yeah. also it's Jim Gordon. He's like so interesting in it.
0: But obviously, the Joker wins. Right. Well, that's why yeah. it's oh, okay. it's always going it's to be his the Joker. movie.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. To be different, I'm gonna say Lucius. Oh. Uh, every time he talks, he you're you're pulled in. He's the moral compass. He's the good
1: guy. Business deal, you know. <laughs> um, least engaging character for you.
0: Rachel Dawes.
1: Oh come on, even more than like.
0: You know. I, I don't know. Honestly, Salvatore
1: Moroni. Yeah. So, do you know it's Julia Roberts' brother? What? <laughs>
0: that is blowing my mind. <laughs> Emma Roberts's dad? <laughs>
1: mm. What? <laughs> I don't know. It's Eric Roberts. Is that her dad? It might be know. like an uncle.
2: Honestly, any of the other bad guys, I think, are just kind of annoying. Like
1: the, the oh, gangsters. Yeah. Oh, the, the one that one that annoyed me the most was the Chechen. Yeah. Like what? That that accent? Come oh, on, yeah. I'm so obnoxious. I only feel, I feel like I only know what he's saying because I've watched this movie with subtitles before. This
2: isn't a least engaging character, but I did notice a new character that I hadn't noticed before. Oh. One of the thugs at the party looks like a pirate. (laughs) He has a headband on, like a headscarf, that is very piratey. I invite
1: you to look next time. At, like, the fundraiser? Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Sorry, we also didn't talk about the citizens of Pawnee in that press conference.
1: (laughs) It was... I would say for the most part, when we watch movies, we do it in, like, very, like... Like respectful silence. We're reverent. We <laughs> <But, yeah>. are. <laughs> but, like, even that, like, well, the one lady just shakes her head, like, <laughs> he should darn himself in. Just like them, just, who is that? Are they like, <laughs> like, don't don't news conferences like that mostly have, like, maybe journalists asking questions of the, like, this is <laughs> random citizens. Yeah. Do we really think we that rather he's gonna. Better
0: protect an outlaw vigilante than the lives of citizens?
1: The so Batman is an outlaw. One day, the Batman will have to answer for the laws he's broken. But to us, not to this madman. No more dead cops! Yeah! yeah. Mike, what is going on? And Bruce Wayne's wearing a three-piece suit. Of course. <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> I still stand by that this is uh, Chris, Christian Bale's best-looking time period for his life. Oh, yeah. He looks great. Those, those close-ups. <laughs> close-ups? Close-ups? <laughs> the close-ups of him at dinner, when like, they're having the Caesar conversation. Yeah. He looks... A hundred percent. Any final thoughts on the movie?
0: Great, ten stars out of five.
1: Is it in your top ten, Courtney?
0: No, but That's it's true. great.
1: Is it, It's oh yeah, it's in your top three. I, I would say number two. Did
2: it? Did it climb at all, Ryan? For you, it's in my top five. I don't have an order, but it's in my top five. Um,
1: you ready for part three?
0: I am. Bring it on.
1: Do you remember anything from that?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh I remember. My gosh, I remember blood
1: coming out of your ear.
0: <laughs> I remember Bane. And how scary he is. <laughs>
1: and I Do you still think he's scarier than the Joker? Now having know. rewatched?
0: He's pretty scary. He's so big.
2: He's a different kind of scary. Mm. I thought about when the Joker, again, dressed as a nurse, is wearing a mask that we all wear <laughs> now. Sure. And then when he leaves, he gets so hand sanitizer. Oh, I oh, thought about yeah. that too. You know, like, like that's our life.
0: That's me every day just
2: Oh, now I'm doing just like, like these... I want the full amount. Not I if it be...
0: smells bad though.
2: Have you read about that though? no here's what i read
0: educate a stock
2: it's because different coven companies have pivoted (laughs) companies (laughs) different companies different companies have pivoted to make hand sanitizer um and i guess normal hand sanitizer companies distill the liquor or do something to it to take like all of the toxins out and just get it down to like pure liquor form but these companies that are like frantically making hand sanitizer aren't doing that. So that's why it smells like tequila because
1: it's literally just oh my alcohol. gosh, it's
0: so awful.
1: The worst one was Lagoon. Oh my gosh. Rattlesnake Rapids. Remember that? Oh, yeah, I will never forget. I like the soapy
0: ones. Lagoon's for sure putting water in their hand sanitizer. Yeah.
1: All wow. right, that was the movie. Courtney, where can people find us if they want, if they'd like to?
0: You can find us on Instagram at Wife Watches. You can find us on Twitter at Wife Underscore Watches. Note the underscore. Mm -hmm. You can send us an email at MyWifeWatchesMovies at gmail.com. You can leave us a review, give us a rating. You can do any of those things. You can come on the podcast.
2: That's what I did. I sent an email. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. Thanks again, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> Did you
0: forget his name? <laughs> <No>? <laughs> Ryan, where can we find you?
2: Oh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rye
1: Green Love it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. See you again for part three. Batman.
0: Holy socks, Batman.
2: Ow. That was Prince.
0: And remember, some men aren't looking for anything logical like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. (laughs) Master Bruce, you're going to get out of bed? (laughs) I've
1: always got orange juice lying around. There's always just uh, jars of orange juice for you.